Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show The Umbrella Academy. Today we'll be covering the seventh episode from the Netflix TV series The Umbrella Academy titled The Day That Was. And the eighth episode titled I Heard a Rumor That Mm. Strange Indeed is the greatest podcast of all time. (laughs) Damn, if only that worked. (laughs) I told you last episode, if I could have a superpower... It would be mind control because, like, if you like, you go in the bank. It's mm-hmm. like I heard a rumor that my bank account is one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> right now. It's like yeah. you know what it is. It is. You know, if you put it out there and you wish for it, you know, the universe will bring it back to you. So <laughs> I keep telling myself anyway. Um, yeah, we're we're getting down into some good stuff here. Um, these are some of the last few episodes. We've got two more to go, so we're really getting down um, to the nitty gritty here. So getting super excited and I'm ready to start talking uh, about these two. So with that, let's jump into our top five. I'll go ahead and kick it off this week. I'm not even numbering these anymore. I've got five, but I haven't even put them in any particular order at the moment. So I'm going to start off where we started off the episode and that's with Harold Jenkins. Ah, we are in sync, Rima, because this is my first one I wanted to talk about. Yes, good. Well, then we're going to have, I'm sure, a great conversation then because I'm sure, like me, you were the same, that it probably took you about less than a minute or about that to figure out who this Jenkins guy was, right? I didn't quite catch it because at first I was like, okay, so they're throwing out this name Harold Jenkins, and then we know we're dealing with, you know, mysterious Leonard over here. I didn't at that moment because I thought, well... Maybe, you know, the whole Leonard thing was like a, um, you know, just to kind of throw us off a little bit, like a red red herring. Yeah. So I was like, so, you know, I I hadn't put it together yet, I'll admit. But just, you know, 30 seconds in or so, I'm like, I know exactly who this little kid playing with all of these Umbrella Academy figurines. um, The scene where they finally get like to the current time and you see like this mystery figure where you can't see his Mm -hmm. face. I'm like. That's Leonard. That's if it's anybody Leonard. but Leonard, like this is just shady. Yes, exactly. So I I did feel, you know feel kind of bad for him seeing how you know he he's born on the same day as the other kids from the Umbrella Academy, but he's not like one of them as far as like powers. I mean, his yeah. you know he his mom didn't just like become miraculously pregnant um, out of nowhere like the others did, but he was born on the same day, and his mom died um, during childbirth, and that was really really sad and this looks like it caused his i'm guessing anyway i'm i'm just we don't know but i'm guessing his father was not abusive and a drunk prior to this i'm guessing that's probably what made him really abusive um you know in this whole circumstance of losing his wife and and having to deal with this kid that killed his wife is how i'm kind of looking at it from his perspective i don't see it that way um but it, it's really kind of sad. Um, the childhood that he had looked like it was pretty rough. His dad, you know, didn't really put any time into him or care about anything that he cared about. Um, so that was kind of sad. Um, but I don't think it kind of, and I mean, he killed his dad too. I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, his dad pushed him to the edge. And I think what's interesting he is. Did. You know, we talk about, like, we call our thing the message from the other 36, because there's 36 other kids that were born in the way that these guys were born. Right. 
But think about all the kids that were born just normally on that day. Exactly. There had to be other kids, right? Besides these other 36. Like there's events that like uh, I I was born the year the Challenger blew up, right? It's a very, you know, I was born 17 days before it happened. There was two kids in my class that were born on the day it happened. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of your life, no matter what, like, I mean, people kind of like, oh, yeah, that was today. But those kids are going to remember that forever. It's like, it's your birthday and this is the event that happened on my birthday. Yeah. You you think like September 11th, like people born on September 11th aren't like, that's what, that's what all you can really probably associate with it. Yeah. And these kids are like Leonard, uh, Harold in this situation that like he was not special. It's like, it's his birthday. It's supposed to be a day. It's supposed to be special, but there is, you know, what is it? 41 other kids that are far superior in speciality on that specific day. And it, it was a big challenge. Like you feel like maybe I'm one of those other kids and I just didn't get discovered yet. Exactly. Yeah, you could kind of feel for him and how he was trying to reach out to Hargreaves um, and the kids, you know, and he, he's he got a suitcase all packed yeah. and he's got his own, you know, uniform that he made, um, you know, and, and gets rebuffed Hargreaves again in his cold you know, way that he, he says things, you know, telling that kid, you know, you're not special, you're not powerful, um, and you never will be, um, you know, now just shoo with you. And I think this is definitely, um, you know, what Leonard has grown up to become. Harold Jenkins Leonard um, has grown up to be to like prove him wrong. You know, I mean, he himself, I don't think may have powers, but he's going to show him, you know, how powerful that he can be. Um so we know that he kills his dad, which, you know, I mean, there's got to be something a little twisted in you. I get the fact that he's abused. I'm not saying his dad didn't deserve to be punished um, ultimately for <coughs> treating him that way. But that's there's still got to be something a little bit twisted in you to be able to, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I've been in this I mean, situation, but it just seems like there's got to be a little something there that, because clearly he is a, a lunatic. I mean, even as an adult, yeah. there's oh, something yeah, yeah. definitely twisted with him. Um, and was that from his childhood? I mean, he could start getting into like nature and nurture kind of exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah, it, it could be either or. It could be that, you know, because he was abused as a child and, you know, mistreated, he didn't have a, a mother that loved him. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things you could go into. Or was he just already predispositioned to be a psycho? Who knows? Because, you know, he did kill again. You know, he he keeps killing, even he's as killed an adult. A couple times, yeah. Well, we yeah. like I think of of the people we know, he's killed. He's killed three: his dad, the first chair, and then that other guy. The uh, the three that oh he, yeah, he hired he to him, yeah. yeah he he killed that guy to kind of tie up loose ends. Um. So yeah, he he keeps killing, and he's you know still kind of doing his thing, and I still. <sighs> I still don't know if I understand what his motivations are, though, for the way that he pushes Vanya to get, you know, he tries to get her off her meds. He's pushing her to use her powers. He goes so far as to pay those thugs, you know, to fight him. Is it simply to destroy what's left of the Academy? What do you think? I've had a lot of, like, X-Men kind of, like, because... I mean, whenever you see some things like this, I feel like they kind of take, like, an already built story and kind of twist it in their own way. And I get a very, like... X-Men feel for this, you know, Hargreaves is kind of the hard, you know, Professor Xavier. And I think what Leonard's playing is kind of the Magneto part, mm-hmm. except a little bit twist. Like, again, it's a little bit darker veil than X-Men, but, you know, he's going in, he's probably trying to figure out, like, I'm going to get back at this academy. 
you know, I'm going to get back at Hargreaves. And he knows when he gets out, he's dead. And then he discovers, oh my gosh, there's this seventh child that nobody knows about that has these superpowers. So I'm going to get in on that and I'm going to use her to get my revenge on everybody. I think it's more like it's it's a push for revenge. Like a revenge thing after the re- being rebuffed by Hargreaves and yeah. the rest of the Umbrella Academy and or maybe will, just maybe against life. Maybe that's his focus because, yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of focus to be 12 years and in, in, I don't know. If, I mean, he was only, what, like 12 or 13 or something when he went to – went to, to jail or prison. I don't know if it was like a, a juvenile detention center because he was a minor. I don't know, but he served 12 years. That's a long time to be sitting there just stewing and plotting revenge because he didn't even know until Klaus threw away that diary that Hargreaves had in that dumpster, you know, anything about Vanya. But I mean, clearly he was still kind of stalking them. Like he, he goes and seeks out the mansion and he's, you know, kind of finding out what he needs. And then he finds this diary and then plots this plan um, was he just waiting for an opportunity? Did he, I mean, did he have something else in mind? But he's like, oh, look how lucky I am. I've come across this diary. Now I know what I need to do. I feel like it might be a little bit more that like he stumbled upon it. Like I'm guessing his thought was like, he's out. He's like, I'm going to go get my revenge on this old man who turned me away and, you know, sent me to despair, which knowing what we know of Hargreaves now, I don't think he was like, get away, kid. I have no use for you. It was more like, kid, you don't have any powers. If you try to come in here, you're just going to get yourself killed because you're mm-hmm. going to be in situations where you can't defend yourself. Go home. Yeah. You know, it's like the incredible scene, you know, in the very first movie. Oh, incredible yeah. shows up and he's like, you're not associated with me. <laughs> We're in Incredibles house here. We watch that show like three times a day. So I yep. know it line for line. But it's, kind of, it's that same situation. It's like, listen, it is. Yeah, I've got it's cops like cops aren't like, oh, hey, come on, kid. Come join us on the force when you're. 14 years old. It's like, no, you can't. Right. You don't have the skills. You don't have the you know ability to be here. You're going to be more of a liability, and we don't want to see you get hurt. And so I think that's what kind of happened with him. He just pushed him away. You know, hard truth, like don't, like, don't try to be a vigilante. Don't do any of that crazy stuff. Just go home and be a kid. And I think that he probably stewed for 12 years, and when he got out, he's like, all right, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to kill that old man maybe, or maybe tell that old man what my thoughts were. Mm-hmm. And all these things just kind of fell into his lap. Like, I don't think he, this is a big grand master plan that he has. Like, I don't think he thinks this is going to end the world. I think it, he just feels this is his way to get back at the family potentially, mm-hmm. or to help this other outsider like him gain her power. Right. That's, that's good. I like that. Um, Let's see. That was, I think, all that I, so far anyway, had to say about Harold Jenkins slash Leonard. Do you have anything else? I think that kind of tidies up mostly what we have. I mean, in the second episode um, for this week, we see that he's really, really pushing Vanya. Yeah. And it's it's almost mildly abusive. I'll probably even just say it is abusive to an extent because he's manipulating her. He's trying to use her. And... I'm trying to figure out why she doesn't see through this. And I wonder if it's because all these pills she's been taking for years has kind of numbed that sense of feeling she has. So she doesn't really know how to handle them very well. Yeah. Uh, we see her strike out in anger a couple times this episode. And, you know, even with uh, just doing her powers in general, it seems like she's kind of doesn't have control of them. So, but I, I'm kind of nervous to see how a lot of that plays out, especially at the end of this last episode. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I think, and I think just, I mean, we've talked about it before, how she has just always felt like misunderstood, um, that no one has really seen her as special or anyone to really be looked at. And now she's getting that attention. So it puts her in a really vulnerable spot that maybe 
either she doesn't want to see or she just doesn't see, you know, the, the realness um, about Leonard. So um, I like that. That was my number five. And I guess your number five. So yeah, I'll go that was my on. number five as well. Yeah, Sweet. jump to our number fours. Number four. Um, well, my number four is I Heard a Rumor. I, don't oh, think I love it. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've heard that since high school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we get a little bit about Allison's backstory. Uh, we, we get little tidbits, you know, throughout the, the last couple of episodes. And we knew that she had used her powers uh, when her daughter had a tantrum. Well, we actually get to see that. And as I'm watching, I'm kind of waiting for that tantrum to happen. And I'm like, is that it? Oh is yeah, that, but you know what? Like, <laughs> I my kid right now is going through a, a phase where he just doesn't. He's like, he's just about to turn three. Mm. He's got the whole attitude thing going. He's he's got the go. actual fits going. <laughs> go with God, my friend. That's all. I'm oh, and say. <laughs> it would be so tempting if you had this power to use it. And I think what would happen is it's just like this. Like you know, like you had some. Like you have some of those nights where it's like you're sitting in there for an hour and a half, and he's just not having it, and you'd be like, yep. I heard a rumor that you want to fucking go to sleep. <laughs> it would be tempting, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I think once you break that ice, all of a sudden now it's like, all right, it's well, easy. we read, read some books, let's go to bed. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to bed. And instead of waiting 30, 40 minutes, you're like, I heard a rumor you're tired. Oh, I'm tired. Yep, okay. I got 45 minutes back of my night. And mm-hmm. I can eat. And, and I mean, you do that as a parent now. Like you try to figure out, okay, if I do these things, you know, it helps my kid go to sleep, right? Oh, yeah. There's tons you know? of bargaining going on. Yeah. If I yeah. read him three books on the third one, he goes to sleep. Or if I read him two books and then slowly start going quieter on the third book, he falls asleep. Or if I rub his feet or rub his back or, you know, yes. you, you, you try to find the combination of things that help him go to sleep. And that's kind of what she's doing here. She's like, okay, well, I know if I do these things, if she doesn't go to sleep, I'll use my superpower. And as a spouse, if you didn't have that superpower, you'd probably feel a little bit like you're manipulating your kid. And like, what's the long-term effects of that too? You just don't know. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't know. I guess we don't know, at least for context. Was this the first time that she used that power on her kid to get her to go to sleep just because it was easy? Or was there another scene that we didn't ever see, you know, that she's throwing like a real fit? I don't know. But if that was the tantrum she's talking about, (laughs) then that was kind of lame. Now, I got lucky when my daughter was young and going through, you know, the twos and the threes, which the threes are terrible. No one tells you that, but I'm going to tell you if you don't already know, um, three-year-olds are like um, devil incarnate. Um, <laughs> but there, she had, she never threw any tantrums or fists. She had one when she was three years old and we were in a public place. Um, and I just, I just, I, I wanted, I just wanted to like strap her to the wall, um, in duct tape and tape her mouth yeah. shut. But it, it, granted, she had a good reason. She was tired. We'd been shopping all day long. We went to go get a bite to eat before we, we went back home and she just had a meltdown. Um, and I've seen tantrums as well. Um, I have a younger brother. He was the king of tantrums. I've seen plenty of children when I walk in, you know, Walmart or Target, children having meltdowns. This was not a meltdown to me and didn't seem like a legit reason um, for using her power on her kid. But I kind of get what you're saying that once you do it that one time, it just gets easier yeah. to kind of do it. Um, so we know we got to see that at least. And then we have like her inner thoughts when she's having kind of like this inner dialogue with herself as she's driving down the road that it sounds like she's maybe used her power to get like acting roles 
get mm-hmm. on sports teams, even to make someone <clears throat> love her. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was her ex-husband or what it was, but that was definitely like the last one that stung a little bit too. Like I heard a rumor that you love me. And yeah. again, that's <clears throat> it's like a fake kind of emotion you're putting into somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like puppy love. Like I could imagine if I had this power power in junior high, like how many girls I'd be like, I heard a rumor you like me. And then like find out like, oh, wait, we're actually not really good for each other. Crap, what do I do yeah. now? I heard a rumor that you don't like that me. That you don't like me. Yeah, then you got to reverse it. I'm curious if that was um, to be used on Luther. It's Maybe. probably, I think it's easy to think that it could have been used on her husband, Patrick, but I wonder if it was for Luther and that that's going to be something that might come out and he's going to find out um, and feel, you know, kind of betrayed. But I was wondering, it's like, does her trick or her power wear out after a while or is it like a permanent thing? It doesn't seem so because Vanya still seemed to kind of have that. She started to remember and, things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think there's a time limit on it. Yeah, I was curious. I don't know if that's very clear, but I was wondering if it's, you know, if it's something that kind of wears off over time. Um, Because, yeah, Vanya started to kind of remember her training, which it didn't seem like she was telling her to forget, just that you you think that you're ordinary or whatever. I'm kind of paraphrasing whatever that she said. But, you know, she started to remember her training. And maybe it's not really the same thing, but I can see where Allison... You know, we see her start to kind of lean on like more human or normal ways to kind of get what she wanted instead of using her powers, um, considering that she was, you know, I guess at one time using her powers all the time to kind of go through life. And I think it totally ruins, you know, your your life experience if all you ever have to say is, I heard a rumor and then fill in the blank at whatever you're uh, trying to achieve. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think you know. could make your life pretty awesome. <laughs> I think that you could, but I think, like you said, it's a real slippery slope. I think that you uh, you could and, and be like, you know, hey, I heard a rumor. I have a million dollars in my bank account. And then, yeah. yeah. Anytime but, you feel bad, you just go to the beach. You're like, hey, I heard a rumor that you're going to give me that yacht for $3. And then you got a yacht. And I don't know, <laughs> Rima, if you've ever noticed. There are not too many people on yachts that don't have smiles. You try to get on a yacht that's yours for $3 without a smile. I'm going to tell you, I am not one of those people that go around saying money does not buy you happiness because I'm pretty sure money would solve about 99% of my problems and I'd be completely happy and ecstatic. So I'm not saying that. I just, I think that... I mean, for me, I like earning what I have um, and knowing that I've worked hard to achieve something. And I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. But I think to have most of your life built on a lie just seems like an empty existence. And I could, I mean, I could see her using that to get her foot in the door on a lot of stuff. And I could even see then like you've you've earned 98% of it, but the 2% that got you started off, you didn't earn. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's kind of like, you hear that a lot about like people who are wealthy and have done something that was like, yeah, but you kind of had a leg up because you're, you know, so-and-so gave you a loan of X number right. of dollars. Sure. I mean, you still, you still turn that into large sums of money or a successful business, but there's still always kind of that little, like you didn't start from nothing kind of thing. Sure. And even though I like to, you know, I, I feel a sense of pride when I've earned something or, you know, um, I've achieved something to get somewhere in, in life and get, you know, a a higher status than what I was before. Um, You know, I I have pride in that, but I also would not turn down if anyone out there is like, I've got a, you know, just a million dollars sitting here in my house that I don't have any use for. And you know what, damn it, 
that would make Rima really happy. Yeah. And, you know, I want to make her day. And if someone handed it to me, I would not turn it away. So There's don't get me wrong. a lot of fun stuff I could do for a million dollars. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be mad if somebody felt generous enough to just, you know, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to, yeah, I'll do that. Um, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't turn down a gift by any means if I happen to win the lottery, which I don't play the lottery. Um, but if, if I did, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would certainly take it, but, um, I just don't know that I could just all the time go around, you know, being able to manipulate someone through mind control or something like that to, you know, just, I don't know. I just feel like at first it sounds really great. It does, but then it just, it's like when, if you keep doing it over years and time and you, then you look back and you're like, what the hell was, I don't know, just seemed like everything's built on a lie. And I don't like that because I like honesty and integrity and authenticity and that just doesn't do it for me. But I just, I liked that we got some more of her backstory um, and kind of got that it wasn't just like her kid that she used it on. It seems like she used it quite often through her life. And she's, I think kind of learned her lesson and maybe it was, you know, losing her kid. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. her, her, she kind of got her kid taken away from her there and, you know, she's very limited in health and she gets to see her. So maybe that was what kind of drove it home for her then made her kind of reflect, you know, that it's not worth it. And that's why she doesn't um, use it. Doesn't seem to use it anymore until the very end when, She's kind of like trying to, she's trying to use it to kind of defend herself and to get Vanya to calm down there. So anyway, that's my number four. I like it. Uh, So my number four is just simply furry Luther. (laughs) So Luther uh, (laughs) determines that his life is a lie and Mm -hmm. he decides, he's like, listen, I'm going to get drunk. I want to be like Klaus. I want to start doing drugs. And we get to see him at a dance club furry like convention kind of thing, rocking yeah. out. And uh, Klaus is the grown-up in this situation, too. Klaus shows up with Ben. He has to go and help him. He fights some dude for him. He dies for him, Died. technically. yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool to see. I always feel like this is the this is very much like older child you know, striving for success, midlife crisis kind of scenario. Yeah. I see a lot of myself in Luther and the fact that he's kind of the goody goody two shoes. You know, he's like, I did what I, th- I think I was supposed to do. Yep. You know, I did all these things. I, I, you know, did the adult thing. And then at some point you're like, well, that was a fucking waste of time. Wasn't it? Yeah. And I always worry I'm going to hit that midlife crisis when I get like 38 <laughs> or 40. I'm going to be like, fuck this. I'm going to a furry dance club and taking my shirt off and rocking out. I don't have a hairy chest, though, so I'd be like smooth like a baby uh. otter. But it's just it's it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, that fall from grace a little bit with him just letting loose. We see him the next morning just having a horrible hangover. Yes. But instantly, whenever Alyssa or Allison, I keep wanting to call her Alyssa. Whenever Allison is in trouble, like he says, you should have let off with that. He jumps right into action right. and becomes that leader again, which I think a lot of times, that, that, you know, it's kind of the true character of somebody like Luther. You know, yeah, he kind of let his guard down for a night or two. He kind of like put his responsibilities away, but instantly when it's needed, he jumps right back into that leadership mode and, the, and kind of the goody goody two shoes because that's who he truly is. Like everybody lets their guard down sometimes and doesn't do probably the most responsible stuff, but he still kind of falls back in line of like, okay, that was me blowing off steam. Now I'm doing what I need to do. Right. Well, and, and it's like Klaus was telling him the next morning, he's like, dude, you earned it. 
you know, you go, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you cut loose. I mean, granted, while it's all happening there in the nightclub, it got, you know, kind of crazy. And, um, but, you know, he, you know, he, he brought this girl home and Klaus is like, yeehaw, you know. And <laughs> Did you just pop like, your cherry? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, Klaus. I live for him. I just, I oh, live yeah. for Klaus right now. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, I felt really bad for Luther because he ended up finding out anyway. He found out in the day that got erased the truth. You know, he finds all of the the stuff, the info packets that he was sending uh, from the moon to Hargreaves that all of them went completely unread. And it was like, he's like, well, what the hell am I even doing? Well, he ends up finding out anyway. Mm-hmm. And even, and Pogo even confirms it. He's like, you know. He didn't always handle things right, and he, you know, this is he just thought he was doing what he was supposed to, um, and even Hargreaves himself, once, like you said, Klaus, he died, finally is able to conjure their father, um, and he tells him he's like, you know, yeah, that that probably wasn't um, the best idea. I probably should have like burned all of that, and yeah. he's just like, that's what you're getting out of this, not that wasn't you regretful, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's what you're getting out of it, like not the fact that you you know, gave him this false purpose. Um, but you know, I, I kind of get that too. You feel like you're being the dutiful, um, daughter slash son, whatever. Um, and you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. He stayed at the house. Um, and he, he stayed when everyone else didn't, his father sends him to the freaking moon, you know, on this mission in quotation marks. Um, and then finds out it was all for nothing. And he's like, what the hell was I being so good for? Yeah. You know, so it, it, you totally see why he would go and get crazy and get um, all hyped on ecstasy, which is what I believe they were getting all crazy on. But I don't know. I felt bad for him. But he was having a good time. Yeah, he was. <laughs> his, his furry self. <laughs> Yeah, I think anytime you can rock out at a furry convention, if you had a body like his, like you just got to do it. And his dance moves are probably on par with mine. Like those are my dance moves. Those, those are my go tos. Yep he 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 struggled a little bit with the dancing, but I can't really say a whole lot either. But um, but I love when you're in that drunk state like that, where you're like, I don't care, don't care. what anybody else thinks in this whole like place because. Mm-hmm. I have got my drinking shoes on and my drinking dance shoes, and I'm just dancing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Vodka has told me many times that I'm a great dancer, <laughs> and you don't care um, what you look like dancing. You just go dance and have a good time. And then I <laughs> look back, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, once you sobered up the next day. Um, so, yeah, not not my friend. I like that. That is a good number four. Um, number three, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Hazel and Cha-Cha. Oh, okay. So they did end up getting their orders that we, like we saw before, they, this still comes to fruition, uh, to kill each other. They end up in the woods again. And there's, I really liked the dialogue here and that it starts off with Hazel. He says, would it really be so bad if we didn't find the briefcase? And Cha-Cha says, you know what happens to people who step out of line? He says, I guess I'm just tired of all this being told what to do, where to go. Wouldn't it be nice to kill who you want for a change? <laughs> I like that line. Um, not who the commission tells us to. Sure, um, sure, we're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and she says, what are you doing? He says, tying my shoe. She says, our only choice is to do what they say. One way or another, they always get you. 
Um, and he says, you're right. I know you're right. Doesn't change. I feel like we ought to do something that matters. And she says, what we do matters. He says, I mean to us, not to some asshole executives in polyester suits. You and I have been doing what they say so long. I don't even know what I think anymore. Um, and then there goes into some dialogue where he hears the bird, um, talks about the bird, identifies it. And he says, well, when, when he's hungry, he eats. When he's tired, he nests. When he's horny, he screws. Free to be free. Pretty sure they got it figured out. And she says, what's that? And he says, a simple life with a partner, something what you want's right in front of you. By the time you realize it, it's too late. And then they end up back at the hotel, neither one of them off each other yet. And I wonder, because Cha-Cha later on, when he comes back at, after being with Agnes, they've decided to run away together. Cha-Cha catches him at the donut shop. Yeah. Um, he comes back with food. Cha-Cha's not there. So he's writing out this note because he's going to leave. Cha-Cha comes, busts in, and shoots again through the shower curtain like we see. He ties her up. And then after she wakes up, he is like she's like raging all about Agnes. And I, I remember watching it. And I'm like, why is she having such a strong reaction? Like she's calling her slut, whore. And it hit me that you don't. And this is just my thoughts. I could be wrong, but speaking from a, a female perspective, you don't do that unless you feel that you've been cheated or heartbroken. Yep. I, I think uh, Cha-Cha was thinking that her and Hazel. Yep. That's the exact same thought. I, like in the okay, woods, good. that speech. Yes. I think she was thinking that he, they were talking about each other and they were yes. going to run away together. And the other thing I think, so like you talked about, they still had all their events. I think the timeline when it changed, mm-hmm. it didn't affect their timeline at all. Right. The the one the events that happened to those two in the day that wasn't was the same thing that happened in the day it was. We just saw different perspectives of it. Okay. Which I, I really like because I yeah. think that's that's something sometimes time travel and shows doesn't do a very good job with is like, listen, just because this one thing changed, it didn't affect everybody. Right. You know, if you know, like when he came back and you know, kind of mess with the timeline a little bit. They were kind of so far away from what happened in that specific events of that day that Cha Cha and Hazel weren't affected. It was the exact same thing that happened on day one, happened on the repeat of it. That makes sense. Man, this I told you last episode, this time travel stuff really gives my brain, but that oh, yeah. that makes sense. So, well, I'm glad that I didn't because I thought, oh man, you know, I was making my notes and I'm like, am I way out of line with thinking that? Because you could see as Hazel's talking and, you know, Cha-Cha kind of starts to lower the gun and, you know, I thought she she's pissed. She's feeling wronged when she's like wailing later on you know about like that's okay you run i'm gonna find you you know i'm gonna i'm gonna find you i'm gonna kill her i'm gonna do it in front of you you know i'm like damn that just isn't about you know trying to call out your partner for making a dumb decision like you know that you can't run because one i'm i'm supposed to i've been assigned to kill you so i'm gonna do it and and have no emotion in it cha-cha was like full of emotion and i think that's because she was thinking that you know, when Hazel's making that speech, it was going to be about them too. And when she found them, um, him and Agnes at the donut shop, um, she got pissed. And I'm glad I wasn't too far of that because I thought, oh man, you're coming no, out left field with that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what it was. And it was kind of the first watch through of the first episode of the day that wasn't, or the day that was, no, sorry, the day it wasn't kind of like, I felt a little bit like that, but I'm like, this. That doesn't seem quite right, but seeing this yeah. whole episode, seeing from his perspective to her, 
really kind of sunk that into me too. So I really felt like she thought that those two are going to run away together and, you know, be together. And then finding out that, you know, he doesn't want to be with her like that kind of right made her it, feel like he said cheated on. Right. Yeah. And boy, she, she went and took care of that donut shop. There yes, was a did. great little montage of her taking out part of her revenge um, on the donut shop and a really great remake that Mary J. Blige herself, um, who plays Cha Cha, sang uh, the um, sang a cover of the Faces "Stay with Me." I love that song mm. so much, and she just she slayed that song so much. Um, that scene, the only thing I thought would made it kind of cooler was if when she was walking out, right as it blows up, she pulls a donut to her mouth, takes a big bite. <laughs> Pulls it down, takes like two like chews, and like you see like this disgusted look on her face, and she just spits it out like shitty been, donuts. Yeah, like, this woman oh, can't even make a decent donut. I do hate donuts. Yeah, that would have been a nice little um, addition to the scene. And you know, I, I made a comment and uh, I posted that song um, in in the the group today in the Zed group. Um, cause I have like a Zed playlist that I have going and I posted that song, her little remake of that song because, and not only because I love the song, but in about 15 seconds in now, I know that the, and this is going to sound stupid, but I can't help it. I have to, I have to say something cause I was just like, what? And I listened to it like three times, about 15 seconds in now the line, the woman's name in the song, he says, I know your name is Rita is what the line's supposed to be. And Mary J. Blige sings it. And I swear to you, she says my name. <laughs> she says my name. Listen to it. Go back and rewind it. I'm telling you. And I was like, no, wait, what? I was like, I know it ain't my name, but she she puts a little spin on that. So that was cool. Mary J. Blige knows who I am. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Before I go off on too much of a rant, people think I have like delusions of grandeur. What is your number three, Sean? Well, we kind of touched on it a little bit. My number three is just Klaus, fin- or Klaus finally contacting his dad. Yes. So I thought this interaction was really cool because we see Klaus, he he gets into this world, and I think the girl on the bike is supposed to be God. Yes, that's what I got from it as okay. well. Yes. Um, and the interaction there was really great because I wrote it was down- funny. The, oh, yeah, because he, he gets up, he's like, where am I? And she's like, where do you think? He's like, I don't really know. I'm agnostic. <laughs> I love him so freaking much. Yeah, because it's Klaus would be the guy that would be talking to God and be like- God would be like, well, where the fuck do you think you are? He's like, I don't know. I don't believe in you. I don't know. I don't really know what to believe. I'm agnostic. And it's he says it in like the most sweetest, innocent way, too. Oh, like yeah. he 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 believes it, man. He's like, I don't know. I'm agnostic. He's kind of like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He's just kind of like a lovable moron to an yes, extent. Yes, love him. But, you know, he gets there and like you said, he talked with his dad. His dad's shaving him. He's like, he, he feels like you kind of feel like he starts to at least have some emotion towards his dad. But his dad definitely has that kind of like hard line, and you know, of like he's like, "Hey, Luther found the stuff," and like you mentioned, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I should have probably burnt those, shouldn't I?" It's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, sent your kid on a mission for no reason," and the thought you had is like, "Oh, I should have burnt them." But his dad had reasons for that. You know, it's like I yes. sent him there so he had purpose and mm-hmm. keep him safe. Yeah, I should have burnt those because that can, you know, like, th- that can harm him now that he's seen that information, right? And we don't get everything, but we find out that his dad actually did kill himself yeah. to bring the kids back together. Yeah. It's like, hey, my death is the only thing that could bring you kids back together to save the world. 
because that's what he's been preparing these kids for the for their whole life. It's like you are bigger than being kids. And Klaus had kind of said something like, "You're you're a mean old man. You like you treated us like shit when we were kids. Like you locked me in this mausoleum with ghosts." Yep. And his dad is like, "You're bigger than being kids. Like, yeah, sucks. I'm sorry, but you weren't meant to be kids. You were meant to save the world. And is that unfair to put on some kids' shoulders?" Probably, yeah, but like if you think like if you knew what they know and like you have these kids who have these superpowers, it's like, what do you do? I mean, do you just let them be kids? I mean, I looking at it realistically, probably not, but yeah, as a human being, you'd say, yeah, let the kids be kids, but very interesting. I think you can make arguments both ways like, is he a terrible person? Yeah, is he doing things for the greater good? Yeah. It definitely is execution. Conversations. Yeah, it was challenging. And I mean, I kind of started to see some of that too. I kind of said something like, you know, before when we were talking about Luther, I think it was the day that, that wasn't um, when originally Luther found all of those packets and stuff. And and you can look at it one way and go, what a freaking ass Hargreaves is to send his son all the way off to the freaking moon and he has no life. He's all by himself. He's eating that nasty soy mm. paste stuff, whatever, for years and years. He doesn't get to talk to anyone. It completely isolating him. But at the same time, you can say, well, he was trying to give him some purpose, give him something to do. Was it maybe the best option? I don't know. I, I think that's arguable. If that's like the only thing that he can think of him to do to give him purpose and to keep him safe. I don't know. But you can, like you said, you can definitely argue both sides. Um, and then it raises the question if he's been training these kids, you know, for the purpose of to save the world, he's known about this uh, impending apocalypse all this time. How the hell did he know? Yeah, I'm curious about that too. And then he waits to like eight days before the apocalypse to kill himself and to bring the kids together. Like, Oh, eight days is a good idea. You know, yeah, I'll give you enough time. <laughs> so get a, give enough time to get all these kids together for my funeral. Um, and to figure out that the world is ending, um, you know, and be able to get their shit together, uh, so they can save the world. So I feel like his timing was a little questionable. Um, but it was funny when Harger, whenever, I'm sorry, whenever Klaus was talking to Hargreaves and he's like, you couldn't pick up the phone. And he's like, what would you have answered? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, probably not. So, because yeah, you can see how everyone kind of thought about their dad. It seemed like Luther was the only one that was really loyal, you know, to their dad. Um, at least until he found out about the whole fake moon thing. So I don't know. I'm curious, how the hell did he know about the apocalypse? And, and his timing was rotten as hell. Um, you know, and then of course he disappears there at the end when he's just, you know, getting ready to tell Klaus something really important. So it's like, ah, what are, what else are we missing here? Um, from that whole conversation, which hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of episodes, but there's still, um, a lot to find out, but I also feel like this series, you know, I, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And like I said, Klaus is life, um, to me right now. I'll, I'll love him forever. Um, that we could have probably done with two less episodes. Sorry, two fewer. I got to stop yeah. doing that. I got to remember my rules. Two fewer episodes um, instead of the 10. We probably could have done this in eight. Yeah, I've kind of noticed that a lot with all these Netflix shows. That there's probably some fluff there that can get cut. Um, mm-hmm. But again, as we watch these two episodes at a time, it definitely I can see how they've definitely made these as a bingey type Yes. Format. Like if you watch these back to back, it flows a lot better. But if you do it week to week, some of these shows can kind of feel kind of like, 
oh, okay, we didn't really see anything. All right, I need the next episode. Yeah, it, they do kind of build them around the the idea of binging them or watching them like in a weekend or something like that. It is difficult watching um, one a week. It's helped doing two a week for sure um, to kind of, you know, get the story going a little bit. But I feel like they could have could have probably done with one or two fewer episodes. So anyway, um, so that was your number three. Well, Hargreaves was actually my number two, and we pretty much talked about everything because it was just pretty much short and sweet and everything that you had already mentioned. So if you want to roll into your number two. All right, so my number two, I just kind of tied the tidy, uh, title to this, Whiny Vanya. So <laughs> we see... I was a little annoyed and upset, and I, I think the only way I can kind of, you know, say like, okay, I get it, is due to her being kind of on those drugs for a bit and not mm-hmm. really knowing how to handle her emotions. But, you know, when Allison shows up, she's like, oh, my God, Vanya, I'm here because your boyfriend isn't who he says. His name's Harold. He killed his dad. He's a crazy person. You know, yada, yada, yada. And like if if your sister came up to, and said that to you about somebody you've only known for like four days, I'd be like, huh, okay, you may be wrong, but I'm going to leave here with you just in case you're right. Yeah. Because the downside of me, of him, you being wrong or right is like a lot, like, well, maybe I didn't say that right. The downside of you being wrong is a lot worse than me being wrong here and staying with a serial killer. Yes. But at this point, you know, Vanya's like, whoa, wait a second. All right, let me sit down. Wait, this is about you, isn't it, Allison? Mm-hmm. And she just kind of got on my nerves a little bit with that. And I, again, this is kind of drama TV show stuff, but yes. you know, I feel like I feel like even we have that relationship. I'm like, oh my God, Rima, <laughs> you gotta go. The guy you've been dating is a serial killer. You know, I feel like if you'd be like, okay, let's let's leave and figure this out. Yes. Yeah, because you know what? I'm gonna believe you because I feel like there <laughs> I feel like there's a serial killer on every corner when I'm walking down the street. <laughs> no, Sean, I've known this guy for four hours and he's perfect. We're in love, damn it. No, that is totally me. I've I've I would date the serial killer and not even know it. As much as I, I feel like I would be able to find and see every red red flag that's triggered. Oh no, because I have the habit of of dating the worst men, <laughs> the ones that are just horrible for me. I'll be dating the serial killer. When y'all read uh, about it in the papers, you've heard it here first. That's probably how I'm gonna go. Um, Rima, that guy looks a lot like Joe from the TV show You. Yeah. That's exactly what will happen. I'll just, you know, oh, but we're in love. <laughs> he loves me. He's a little creepy, but it's okay. Um, but I, he's cute. Um, you it was, know, it was in, go ahead. Yeah. I, 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 I struggled with that because I, you know, I really thought a lot of what Vanya, her reaction was so over the top. And at I first agree. I got really just angry. I thought this is terrible. You know, the whole, either the writing, the acting or all of it combined, just the whole scenery was yeah. just making me angry. But then I watched it like a second time and I, I cause I watched it and then I, it, I took like a day or two before I watched um, it on my second watch. So I had some time, uh, you know, to kind of think about it and ponder it. And so once I 
sat on it for a little bit, I thought, okay, so I can kind of see, I still think it was a little over the top, but I, I guess whatever pills, we don't really fully know what the pills are, except they, we think that they suppressed her power. And what I really think they did, what they did was suppressed her emotions because we find out in this episode that her, her powers are built on her emotions um, that she has to concentrate on what she's feeling because even when she doesn't realize she's doing it, you know, she, her and Leonard were just walking down the street and it starts to rain. The lampposts start to bend. You know, when they were, uh, the, those three guys are beating up on Leonard, um, it starts to rain just out of nowhere. Um, so she, you know, it's, it's very much on these extreme emotions that she's feeling. So if her, this medication that she's been taking all this time has kind of suppressed her emotion and she feels differently now that she's off of them. And it's probably because she's feeling things probably more. It's like, think about like being numb, you know, to everything around you. And you're just kind of numb as far as your feelings and your emotions. And now all of that's been kind of lifted and you're feeling things more fully and you feel alive, you feel woke. Um, and that's probably what is happening with Vanya. And it's happened in just, you know, we're, we've stretched this out for so long, but it's only been a couple of days, right? It's yeah, only been like three yeah. or four days. It's so been she's like only three or four days. Yeah. So it's, she's only been off these pills for like a day or two, you know? Um, so she's probably having all of these emotions that she's never really felt before or maybe never f- felt them so fully and she's probably like i'm thinking like hormonal i don't think she's hormonal but i'm that's kind of what i'm equating it to you know as being just very hormonal like when you're pregnant or you know um you're feeling all of these things at once and you're laughing one minute you're crying the next you're a freaking mess um so i feel like that's kind of where vanya's at um i still feel that she you know, even though her and Allison haven't been really close, she got really angry at Allison. She's like, you haven't talked to me in 12 years. Um, but she's still, Allison is still trying to get through to her and tell her, she's like, yes, I know, but, you know, I love you and I care for you. Let's just get out of here and we'll figure it out. And it's like you said, if, you know, if this guy, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Then no mm-hmm. harm done. Go back to this guy that you claim to love so much. Um, and if I'm right, well, then I've... You, saved you from harm it's um, better safe than sorry kind of thing because yeah again knowing him for four days he's like hey i want to take you out to this cabin in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. like oh man like no that's never a good idea yeah let's, <laughs> let's wait until we get to an anniversary we're not even at an anniversary yet. like not even a week-long anniversary let's let's I hold know. off a little bit it really made me ink. I mean, and like I said i don't know like i i i feel like because i'm always kind of looking out for someone to like screw me over, I guess that I'm just like, seriously, you barely know this guy and you're going way off into the cabin, cabin in the woods with this guy. You know, you already know that your family doesn't really like him that much or they're kind of questioning, you know, who he is. Um, and, and I don't know, just bad, bad choices. And I feel like that she was so into what she was feeling in the moment that she wasn't willing to listen to anyone else. And yeah. I really hate that. That always really aggravates me about people. Cause I'm like, you know, it's not, you're not trying to take a, away any of that, but, um, you know, it's just like, l- listen to your family's gut feel, your friend's gut feeling like they could be wrong. Yes. And if some, and like, and, and a person who's like, Oh, okay. I can respect your friend or your family that I don't know, not knowing me do what's comfortable with that. Cause you've got history with them. And if the person that is like, 
obviously if they think you're a serial killer, there's probably something way messed up, but you know, like be like, Hey, I don't think you should go to, you know, this other state with this person. Cause you don't know him very well. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hold off. Let's slow this down and we can figure it out later. Well, and and what was really kind of aggravating about it was it wasn't like Allison's like, you know, I just have a feeling he's a oh, bad yeah, guy. Yeah. I you have know? proof. Yeah. She's like, no, I have proof. This guy has done all of this and, you know, we need to like get away from here and reevaluate and find out for sure what the hell's going on with this guy. You know, it's dangerous for, for you to be around him. He's not good for you. He's not good for the team, you know, all of his siblings. So it's not like she didn't have something that she could actually go on. And that's what really made me angry too. So I'm like, she's not just saying, well, I don't really have anything to go on. I haven't really seen him do anything. I don't really have anything in black and white. I just kind of feel like it. No, she had proof. And that really pissed me off. But again, I was trying to kind of see it from Vanya's side that she is very highly emotional and, you know, kind of feeling she's got a lot going. I'm sure the the power is kind of stirring within her. Um, And like I said, being off of that medication, I think, has really heightened her emotions um, that she just feels off balance. You know, she's so I'm trying to kind of give her an out, but I'm still kind of aggravated with how she acted. So. I'm glad yeah, you that's that the thing that gives me a little bit of leniency. It's like she's got all these new powers. She's getting all these new emotions that's been suppressed by drugs for years that I can kind of get to it. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, a little bit of disbelief on my part. But yeah. yeah. But my number two is just kind of whiny Vanya. <sighs> Whinging. Whinging is my new word. I've been watching a Whinging. lot of Game of Thrones <laughs> and the Hound loves to use whinging. Um, so that's, that's my new word of the week right now. Um, Well, my number one was actually Vanya, and I think I'm just running through what I wrote down, and I think that I've said everything that I wanted to say. Um, Yeah, I've said everything. What's your number one? Okay. My number one, uh, I really like that they did this. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So we see the day that wasn't. And when Mm -hmm. you watch that episode, there's a lot of stuff in there that you're like, oh, God, there's a lot of like crap that's happening. And number five goes back in time. He's like, I got this fixed. Mm-hmm. But the day that was is a lot worse than the day that wasn't. Yes. So you look at the day that w- wasn't. You know, we have Luther. He finds out still about his dad, but he's with uh, Allison. Yes. So those two are together. They're happy. I think they were driving to California, maybe. Like they're getting away from it all. Yep. Uh, Diego wasn't in jail. And Klaus was seeing his uh, dead boyfriend. So like he was getting that emotional Yeah, he was closure. getting the closure, yeah. And uh, Vanya had found the book that Leonard had stole and knew something was up. Exactly. So all these things were good. Leonard still had both eyes. We found <laughs> having one missing eye is probably not a good thing. And we found the owner anyway. I think we can assume safely he yeah. was that so, fella. As number five goes back in time to do what he thinks is helpful to fix it, he's actually putting them on the path for the end of the world. If he would have just left it alone or went back to the day that was int and just kept that as a a day that was, they'd be on a path probably to more of a successful chance not to end the world. But because he went back in time, he's kind of put everything in motion to cause the end of the world. So I thought... 
I kind of like that they kind of. You're, I don't think a lot of people are going to think about that because mm-hmm. I think the day that wasn't is going to get kind of erased from a lot of people's memories because it doesn't really count. Like it's not a canon episode really, because what happened there is just thrown away, so it's just a thing, right? Um, but it, it's. I'm trying to think of a good. It's kind of like. Um, there's always the big internet thing whenever people say is like, oh my gosh, if you had the power to time travel, what's the first thing you would do? Mm-hmm. And everybody always says, go back in time and kill baby Hitler, right? Like <laughs> they even had a thing in Deadpool about that. Yep. But everybody always talks like, well, if you do that, what happens if the baby you killed wasn't the actual Hitler that caused everything, but you killing that baby Hitler they adopt another baby and name it Hitler, and that's what causes everything. So it's kind of like you going back in time is what actually screwed up the timeline. And that's what number five did, I think, when he went back in time, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, what, do you have any thoughts on that, or what, what do you think? I, I agree with what you said, because when you, you look at those two days, you're right. The things kind of, you know, there was resolution, there was closure, there was happiness. Um, and then all of that kind of got erased and then we got the day that was, which some of the same things still happened um, and then others didn't. They happened in a different way and I think triggered some things to escalate. I mean, how how do we know what would have happened had Vanya, um, after she had found that book and found out for herself that Leonard was not all he thought that, you know, he was, you know, I mean, could she, would she still have went off the rails you know, like she did, um, because she wasn't on her medication. So she would have been, you know, uh, she could have just all of a sudden got really emotional and then used her powers and unknowingly, um, and still it could have triggered something. Maybe it was just going to happen in a different way. So, you know, even if the events didn't exactly happen, things still could have happened the same way because they, we keep, hearing, well, the apocalypse is supposed to happen. It's going to happen no matter what. So maybe it doesn't matter how you get there. Um, it's still going to happen no matter what. Mm. I don't know. But I like I like that. That's a good point. It's easy to kind of just dismiss that day and not even think about um, the events and what happened. But yeah, that's my number one is just number five, going back in time and setting the path for destruction. I like it. Only two more episodes. Um, I'm pumped. Hopefully we'll get some I, answers. I only really have one note. Okay. And it just kind of goes to the, the end of the episode when Vanya cuts Allison's throat with, with a violin stick. <sighs> I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that. Um, although when she started saying, I heard a rumor to her sister, I figured she would, you know, you know, like cover her mouth or tear out her th- tongue or something reversible, not slicing her throat. So. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about that. And shame on us. We didn't even mention that Allison, we, I think, appears to be dead. It looked yeah. like she kind of, when they when Luther had her in his arms and they're all surrounding her, um, it looked like she was still kind of moving her eyes, maybe breathing or something. Maybe it was just me seeing that. Maybe I had too much wine. I don't know. Um but I, I'm not 100% sure that she's dead yet. Maybe they'll be able to race her to the hospital. But it, she certainly doesn't look good um, yeah, it doesn't at look that good point. For Allison. No. So I'm curious if there's going to be any way to like reverse that, if, <sighs> if Five will be able to come back and jump before it happens or something. or I don't know. But if, if not, if we lose Allison, that's going to kind of suck. I mean, 
I feel like they need all the kids, or I call them kids, they're adults. I feel like they're going to need all of them to be able to accomplish whatever that they need to accomplish. Um, but, but yeah, that was the only note I had was just kind of on the, the violin stick assassination. I like it. Well, if we, we talked about it a little bit, but I think seeing this Harold Jenkins, a.k.a. Leonard, being born uh, on the same day, now he's not one of this group of special kids, but it again raises for me the question, where the hell are these other 36? Um, are there other kids out there with, with superpowers? You know what? And then why did Hargreaves, maybe he got the seven that he did because those are the people willing to sell their children <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yeah. adopt. I don't know. I mean, I guess adopt slash buy, I guess if he had to buy them, he was willing to buy them. If people were just willing to, I suddenly have a kid that I never wanted. You can adopt it kind of thing. I don't know, but, um, there's still others out there and it's like, why those seven? Is that the only seven he could get? Did he want to get more? And those are the only ones that he, he was able to wrangle up. I don't know. It's just weird, especially if he already knew that the apocalypse was happening at this time. And that was his purpose for gathering these kids. Why only those? I don't know. So many questions. Um, again, Klaus, I'm living for him in a crop top. <laughs> he can rock that crop crop top all day long. He rocks one way better than what I ever could. That's for sure. Um, I've never been a big fan of leather pants, but the leather pants he has with like the lace, yes. not only lace, it's like roped. Like that feels like that'd be pretty comfortable. Yeah. I, oh, I love my leather pants. I could wear mine <laughs> all day. I, 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 Really, you know, it's getting to be springtime, weather's warming up, can't wear my leather pants anymore. That's the only thing I get bummed about, um, you know, not having cool weather anymore, because that's pretty much the only time you can kind of get away with wearing your leather pants is in the fall and the winter. And I love mine. Mine are uber comfortable. Um, and he rocks those leather pants and the crop top. I love him so much. Um, I'm going to have to check out his other show. He was in another show. I haven't heard of it called The Misfits. Do you okay. a show called The Misfits? Mm-mm. I haven't either, but I keep hearing so much about it. Robert Sheehan played um, a character, um, I guess, in season one. I don't think he was in season two for sure, um, but they say that his character was um, – Klaus was very similar to the character he played in Misfits. Um, so I don't know if anyone else has ever heard of that. Um, let me know. Give me some recommendations. What do you think, and would you recommend it? Because um, I haven't heard of it. I'm going to have to go hunt it down, check it out. But I love him. Um, and one funny moment that I wanted to just kind of mention is because um, it was, I think, very real. I think something that we'd all probably do if we found out that we had superpowers is when Harold, they're out on the dock and Harold's trying to get Vanya to move the boat. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you know, well, what do I do? Stare really hard? <laughs> do I point my fingers? You know, and it's like, that's, it, I laugh because I'm like, yeah, right? Because yeah. if you've never... Either you've never had powers or you suddenly discover that you have powers and never use them. There's no handbook for what do you do to channel those powers and to actually put them to use. I I think it's probably, I mean, they always say to focus, 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 Mm. focus. That's what you always hear in like X-Men and all the superhero movies when someone's trying to learn is you focus. Okay, so you're focusing. Now what? What do you focus on? Do you focus on the boat? Do you focus on your mind? Focus on your emotions? Um, you know, and so I thought that was just really funny because, um, no, there's no handbook for it. Right. Um, and then of course, Klaus's amazing line after, uh, he finds out Luther, uh, lost his virginity to that girl. He goes, now you're going to have to marry her. 
what he, I love too when he's talking. He's like, oh, well, my first time. And oh, actually, I don't remember my first time. <laughs> oh, God. I love him so much. He's going to be the one thing that I really miss. He's yeah. there's it's it, there's been difficult moments um, kind of getting through some of the, the scenes or through some of the episodes, because like I said, I feel like we probably could have had just maybe uh, eight or nine instead of ten um, and, and gotten through some of this a little bit quicker. Um, so Klaus has really made it watchable uh, for me. So that is all of my notes. Uh, we'll jump into messages from the other 36. This is our listener feedback portion. Um, first one that we have is from Gwendolyn Fig. She says, hey guys, Klaus is the best. He really helps this show so much. The cherry popping comment had me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I think Leonard hired those guys to hassle him. Um, he did. Um, yep. The guy in the hospital said that he... Uh, was hired. Um, she goes on to say, I understand that Allison didn't want to use her powers because of her family, but I'm sure it would have helped her in her investigation. Her, I heard a rumor that you love me was intense. I was sure surprised when she was killed for sure. So I can see how this timeline could make Vanya be the apocalypse, but I wonder what was the apocalypse in the previous timeline. Technically number five wasn't in the previous timeline, but now he is whatever. I've never seen a show or movie do time travel correctly. Oh wait, Bill and Ted's. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Our next one comes from Doug Fick and says, Harold slash Leonard, you little maniac. Now that is some good head hammering. <laughs> Joe from you could have taken some pointers from good old Harold slash Leonard. I like the love story of Hazel and, and Agnes. Uh, how cute are they? Hazel and yeah. Chacha almost had a look at the flowers moment there in the woods. I was thinking that Klaus couldn't conjure his dad because he was not really dead. Ooh, that'd be clever. Mm -hmm. There goes that theory. Love the murder shrine. Luther the raver. Imagine the sweat flying off that furry beast. No, it wouldn't be flying <laughs> off. It would be soaking in. Soaking. Ugh. Ugh. I think I would use Allison's power on asshole neighbors like, I heard a rumor you shut the fuck up and cut your lawn. <laughs> or I heard a rumor you made me a frittata. R.I.P. Allison. For now. So Leonard is just a pissed off fanboy is going to use Vanya to cause the end of the world because Mr. Hardgreaves was a meanie. I get it. Looking forward to the climax. Oh my gosh, Doug, you never fail to make me giggle with your feedback. <laughs> I love that. That was all great. Um, we also have, of course, a voicemail from our good friend Steve Brown. Hi, Sean and Rima. It's Steve and a couple notes on episodes seven and eight of Umbrella Academy. I loved number five's line. Everything about us is insane. And uh, <laughs> I agree about the whole time travel stuff it, it messes up character development and everything it was uh, heartbreaking to see leonard's upbringing uh, but not surprised that he was harold jenkins and it, it's interesting that we saw luther and klaus bonding and allison and diego bonding in this one when in the last one the day that wasn't it was diego and klaus and allison and luther mm, so mm -hmm. but that was interesting for episode seven and just i remember thinking towards the end there don't split up you know, you're a team. You should stay together. And, uh, and of course, in episode eight, we see what uh, the result of splitting up does is Allison's death. Uh, but, you know, on a lighter note, Luther got some. So good for Luther. <laughs> it, it was tragic, though. Uh, I, there was one thing that I have to ask, and it was, did Vanya have the bow in her hand the whole time? Because it, from the looks of it, I couldn't tell if she was holding uh, the bow. So how did she get it? 
there at the end when she uh, slit Allison's throat. And uh, it looked like Leonard was smiling when he saw what Vanya had done. So I, I thought that was a very interesting point, and uh, I just uh, I'm eager to see how they're gonna resolve this story. Talk to you later. Really great thought, Steve. Thank great. you. Thanks, Steve. I think I'd have to go back and look for sure. I thought Vanya was practicing the violin when Allison showed up, and because she. Wasn't she outside, kind of like on the screened-in porch? She comes yeah. in, and she's like, hey, I think I'm still hungry. Did you throw away my sandwich? Yeah, and that's she when... she couldn't find him, and then she freaked out, and then she started playing her violin, almost as like a comforting kind of thing. Like, right. oh my like, gosh, maybe I like to, to calm, center myself. I think it was yeah. like to calm her down, to kind of settle her. I think her violin and her music kind of helps center her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Yeah, because she kind of started hearing some strange things. I don't know if it was her powers or because she was getting emotional and she got scared. I don't know. Um, But I think she did have that in her hand the entire time. And yeah, good point, Steve. Didn't mention that whenever Leonard comes in and sees what she's done to Allison. He looked almost proud. Like, yeah. Look what I've driven oh, yeah. you to do. Like, this is. I was waiting for him to start clapping in like a giddy, creepy, like. Yes. Yeah. yeah I. Yeah, he looked proud. Like, his. His plan was coming to fruition. You know, he's getting his revenge, you know, on the Umbrella Academy. So, yeah, you're right, Steve. He definitely had a menacing uh, smile, I think, on his face, which was super creepy. This Leonard guy. Um, Screw him. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for your feedback. We really appreciate hearing what you have to say. You guys always have really great um, insight, and we appreciate you taking the time and writing us in. Yeah, thanks, everybody. All right, so next week we'll be covering the final two episodes from Netflix, The Umbrella Academy, Episode 9, titled Changes, and Episode 10, titled The White Violin. Ooh. We're really excited for you to join our Crime Fighting Academy. For mission updates, follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash StrangerTCast, and you can also check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You know... My birthday's next week, and you know what would make me really, really happy is to get more followers on our Instagram page. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I'm looking to reach a certain number. I haven't quite decided what my goal is yet, but if you guys want to do me a solid and wish me a happy birthday, just go like our page um, on Instagram and go follow us on uh, Twitter, and um, then tell all your friends that you heard a rumor <laughs> that we're like the most awesome anyway. <laughs> but if you want to email us, um, you can do so at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like House Podcastica because Game of Thrones has just <laughs> kicked in last week. So get in there and check it out. Only six episodes. And you can find that at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed and all the other great podcasts from Podcastica on Apple Podcast. Oh my gosh. Loving it so far. Game of Thrones, baby. Rima, you have blue eyes. I've always had blue eyes. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't have blue eyes, but I have to say, I have to say it like Tormund does. Anyway, oh, that was the best um, line from the whole movie or from the whole first episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Just amazing guys. If you haven't checked it out, do so and check out House Podcastica because Jason and Kristen are, you know, even just one episode in are doing absolutely amazing. Um, 
And of course, speaking of great podcasts, make sure to check out Sean and his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out every Sunday. What's coming up oh. this week, Sean? Uh, we've got our LB Army movie pitch. We're going to do another one of those. Nice. Uh, we, ba- we do. Do we do sequels? I can't remember which one. It's basically kind of like we did prequels before. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of giving our like, this is the kind of movie we would do. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I love those. That's amazing. Can't wait for that one. All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 84, The Day That Was, and I Heard a Rumor. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And May Paris, Strange Indeed.